Welcome to the spread with Kaz and Nini. How are you this week, you I'm beautiful young thing? I'm wonderful. <laughs> How are you? How was your week? Oh, I planted 300 trees. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm planting a forest and I'm also discovering how to create an organic pond. So I'm really excited because me, I've just been the full farmer, gumboots, the works. <laughs> you know, it's lovely. Like nobody can picture you in gumboots on the farm oh. growing trees. I think everybody's just like, oh my gosh, Nini in a bikini. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's amazing. I love that. I love that you're growing trees. I know. What about you? What is your week about? Uh, between mourning the death of Prince and Papa Wemba. Oh yeah, that was And so Beyonce's terrible. album release. <gasps> that was so amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. What? So... Between those two yeah, things, yeah. like it's been a roller coaster of emotions. But like the Prince thing really hit hard, I have to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, I guess just in the kitchen cooking food and getting people healthy. Oh, yeah. in ver- various ways. You were also talking about something that you've been working on quite regularly in the past <gasps> few weeks. Your oh Kegels. my word, yes. Tell me. me about the impact of a week of, I mean, she was testing this, like what would happen? <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so I've been doing these Kegel exercises actually m- more frequently in the last couple of weeks, but I've kind of been doing them on and off for a while, right? But I just realized that um, the more that you do these Kegel exercises, then it enhances pleasure for you in the bedroom, but it also enhances pleasure for your partner. And I mean, the thing that I didn't even know, I thought that a lot of the time it's more focused towards like your male partner in enhancing their, their pleasure. Yeah. But I didn't know, I didn't realize that it actually enhances your pleasure I as know, a female. your face, you know, your face today when you were talking about it, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so it's wonderful. So like, I'm doing them right now. Do you want to tell like me <laughs> in like layman's terms what your Kegel exercises Okay, so are. the Kegel exercises just involve the contraction <laughs> and relaxation of your, I think they're, I don't know if I should call them the pelvic wall muscles. Mm. Um, and um, th- that's basically what you do. So for like approximately a minute every so often in the day, you just contract, release, contract, release, almost like the same muscles that you use to pee. So you know how you push to pee. And then if you if you don't want to pee, then you contract those muscles. So that's what it is. It's yeah. the contracting and releasing, contracting, releasing. So you just do it on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off for as, for as long as you can. Yeah. And then you'll find that um, those Kegel exercises do enhance your sexual pleasure and they absolutely enhance the pleasure of your male partner. So that's actually not what the point of today's <laughs> show is. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We've had such um, massive responses from you. Oh. We are so happy. We are so excited to be doing this. We're so glad that everybody's talking about it and everybody is listening. Thank you. Thank you. We couldn't say thank you uh, enough. Like we are so happy. Yeah. Like we were sitting in front of the computer together yesterday going, oh, I hope we have emails. I hope we have emails. Yeah. God, please, God, please. And you know, thank you so much for all your emails. Yes. Really. And your inboxes on yeah, the Facebook The communication page. is just amazing. Yes. Because I hate the idea of talking to myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, like I was talking to a friend outside and the thing about today's show, especially, and we have this wonderful guy in studio. We had drinks with him yesterday. We spent the afternoon with him and he's like uh, just a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. And for him, I think the thing that I loved about having the conversation with him is just how he points out, you know, what is supposed to be the law when it comes to me as a human being. Mm -hmm. What are my freedoms? What are my rights sexually? And that is what we're going to be talking about 
today. Yes. And just keep in mind that we did get your questions and we will be answering them. So just keep listening. Uh, but today's show is sexual rights. For those of you who don't know, I know that I had to do my research to find out. And this is the reason why um, in the studio today we have Eric Guitari. Welcome. Gracie. Thank you very much. Yeah. How, how does it feel to be sitting here and listening to us talk about our Kegel exercises? <laughs> <laughs> Nervous and exciting at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a, that's a good combination of emotions. Oh a nice yes. little cocktail. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Eric, maybe you can just tell us what it is you do. Uh, I am a lawyer. I work with the National Gay and Lesbian Human Rights Commission. What I do on a daily basis is provide legal aids to persons who are facing discrimination on account of their sexual orientation, gender identity. So let's say someone is, is, is being evicted or has been beaten up or has been denied services or has been arrested because they are gay, lesbian, bisexual. Uh, we intervene in such cases and provide them with legal representation to get justice. Okay, so I just want to understand, like as a lawyer, you're dealing with something that's taken as a criminal offense, first of all. So how do you work that? How do you work that into defending someone or protecting someone when it's against the law? Well, the law does not criminalize the identities of persons who are gay or lesbian or bisexual or queer in this country. Mm. The law criminalizes consensual adult same-sex intimacy in the privacy of people's bedrooms. Okay. So unless the police are able to prove that you have been engaging in homosexual conduct in the privacy of their bedroom, then there's no offense that you've created. Oh, wow. But then a lot of people still get attacked just by virtue of what their orientation may be, right? Right, but I also wanted to point out that the law actually criminalizes canon knowledge against the order of nature. That is the exact wording of the law. Mm. That means uh, that when heterosexual persons are having anal sex, they are also committing an offense and they're supposed to be jailed for 14 years. Wow. Wow. What? <laughs> let, let, let me just wait. Let, let's just hear that again. If I and my partner, who's male, are engaging in anal sex, then we will be, if we are caught, in the act, we shall be jailed for yeah. 14 years. Yes, 14 years. And if you attempt to do that, you shall be jailed for seven years. How do you mean attempt to do that? Like if you try penetration through the ass. Like if you're caught almost at it. <laughs> you don't have to be <laughs> caught sometimes. Because I mean, okay, that's the thing. What do you mean don't have to be caught? Because then how do you prove? We have seen very weird ways by the government to prove this. And one of the ways you've seen the government use is anal testing where people are told to strip naked and objects are inserted up their oh. rectum. Oh, so the government rapes you <laughs> to prove that you are sexually enjoying... Consensually. consensually. It's consensually. So they non-consensually rape you in order to prove that, court order that your anal sex was consensual. Was consensual. Yeah. So, y so the government can rape me. Yes, the government has actually been doing that. The last uh, record we have is February last year in Mombasa. What? At the Coast General Hospital. First of all, the idea that what I do in my bedroom can then become public knowledge to not even just public knowledge to the people I choose to share it with, but then to the government and then they can go as far as to violate my space. But then what does that mean about human? What does that mean when it comes to human rights? Because it's a violation of human rights because that's what it is. It's not probe me. Did you check me? They're raping me. The end of the story. So if, if the government is raping me, what does that say about human rights in Kenya generally? 
There is a constitution which provides that you have the protection against cruel, degrading treatment from public and private sources. There's a constitution that says that you all have equal rights under the law. So what you can do as a citizen, if you feel there is a law or an action by the government that is violating your sexual rights, then you can go to court and challenge this action or these laws. And that's what citizens should be doing. Yeah. And that's what the guys who are taken through in testing to prove that they had consensual adult same-sex intimacy in oh. private did. They went to the high court in Mombasa and said this was wrong. Yeah. And uh, the prosecution, because you're being prosecuted for having carnal knowledge against the order of nature. Yes. Uh, the prosecution had to be halted temporarily. Okay. So I want you to define what sexual rights are yeah. first. Let's just backtrack a little bit because I know there's a lot of people who are n who don't know that they have sexual rights, let alone what they are. Define very mm -hmm. clearly for that one ninety with the layman. What what are our sexual rights? Uh, sexual rights are the freedoms that we all have and the dignity that we all have as autonomous human beings to have uh, the protections from an environment that gives us violence because of the of our sexuality. It's the freedom that every human being, adult human being, has to express their sexuality in a way that is not only free from violence, but also free from coercion, intimidation, in a way that is safe, pleasurable, and in a way that is based on individual choice. And what that uh, element or what the concept of sexual rights also requires is that there shouldn't exist a legislation or a legal atmosphere that then represses these individual choices, this protection from violence, this uh, freedom to choose the sexual partner, this also uh, freedom to have access to information that is relevant to your sexual conduct uh, upon scientific inquiry. So it encompasses a lot of responsibility on the person and on the government. But uh, on the person, it just says that you are free yes, as, as a human being to express freedom. yourself freely with whoever you choose as long as they are adults and as long as in private. And it's consensual. And as long as it, it's consensual. And, and safe. Right. I, I mean, mean it's consensual. Yes. Like whether you want to play safe or unsafe with each other after <laughs> consent, I think. Is by safe, right. by <laughs> safe we mean there's no violence. There's yes. no violence. Yes. And the reason that I wanted him to define this is because um, in our society, in our Kenyan society, in some parts of rural Kenya, men are allowed to marry girls that are underage, which is not consensual. So a and man which is not natural either. Yeah, a man can marry off his eight-year-old daughter to an older man. Yet, same-sex adults are having issues, or even heterosexual adults, obviously, just uh, based off of the nature of their sexual... Um, the expression, their free expression of their sexuality, which might involve something illegal like anal sex. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, it, it, I mean, it's very interesting to have the same law that contradicts itself yeah. in the same I'll couple I of pages. It feels, sure. it feels like there's a really silly catch in this entire law, because in some way... For me, it it always matters to me. Then, how does this, this play out when it comes to a, a person's individual choice and individual freedom? Because if the law states that, does this is this stated in the Kenyan Constitution? Yes, Article Forty Three of the Kenyan Constitution speaks about every person having the right to the highest attainable standard of healthcare, including reproductive healthcare. 
does it say so should should it say regardless of sexual orientation or does it, it just the fact that it says every person is every person it's everyone right mm. right and last year the constitutional court uh, in Nairobi interpreted what every person means by saying that every person includes all persons in Kenya regardless of their sexual orientation so when we speak about every person having these rights it includes everyone regardless of who they are sleeping with or who they are attracted to Okay, so as a you know, if it happens with me now, so I've been caught enjoying anal sex with my dude, and now I'm in jail. And as a lawyer who's fighting for my sexual freedom and my sexual rights, what would you advise that I do? I've already been arrested; they've already violated me. So what am I? Wh What's options? the next step? Yeah, what is the next step? If you feel that the arrest was unfair and unjust and arbitrary, you have the right to go to court under the Bill of Rights. It says that every person can petition the High Court claiming that their rights have been violated, infringed or threatened. That right to privacy is very important because by the time somebody, I, and this is how I see it, you're in the bedroom, you're with your man and you're having anal sex, then somebody busts in the door. Like a movie. That's the camera. Yeah, taking pictures because they need to prove yeah yeah exactly and then they arrest you and so that already infringes on your right to privacy so i mean these are things that you can fight in court this is so interesting because this is stuff that nini and i are both learning at the same time and i'm pretty sure a lot of you are not entirely sure about this these sexual rights and it's not just necessarily about um sexuality there's so many other things that sexual rights encompass i mean everything from gender identity abortion Pornography. Do you know, okay, let me just give you an example. In some states in the U.S., prostitution is legal, but pornography is legal. So you can, you can't. Prostitution is illegal, but pornography, pornography is, is legal. legal. So, for example, I can't pay you to have sex with me, but I can pay you to have sex with me if I film it. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's really ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like yeah. just make up your mind. Like make up your mind. Exactly. But for me, you know, when I think of a government body, it's all these old bald men. Yes. Who then decide what my pleasure as a human being is. And it, it's not it doesn't apply. It's not a practical application of anything that we're learning about our sexuality even as we grow up. It's like our culture is supposed to be African, right? And we cover ourselves with this silly umbrella called African culture. Yet if you watch what your child is, if you see what your child is watching from the media, there's nothing African in that. If you get what they're learning in schools, there's noth nothing African in that. I had a conversation with, um, a very interesting conversation yesterday with you, and you, s you mentioned something about an old lady who said something about a traditional African culture. That was not a non-issue. Enlighten me about this story, please. D would you like to talk about what your grandmother said about... It was uh, a, a very interesting narrative about how before the introduction of modern medicine in the village by the missionaries, it's a story about when she was ill and how... Uh, because by then modern medicine had not penetrated the village, they had to call traditional healers uh, who used to take care of the clan to come and heal her. And what they did is that they actually did heal and save her from the epidemic, which was killing children in her village by then. But another thing that she notes with a lot of uh, laughter is that she told me that this healer is one of them was known to be going with other men. Uh, in Kimeru, it's that means sleeping with other men. Mm -hmm. And that he was also known to be sleeping with not just one, but 
multiple partners in the village, mm -hmm. but it was not an issue because it was something that was known to be uh, a conduct within the line of the healers. It was a much more traditional spiritual explanation to sexuality in a way that brought harmony between sexuality and spirituality without the conflict that we now see today in modern religions. And she recounted many, many stories in neighboring uh, tribes, the Onekis is in the Kikuyu system, uh, who had the same uh, uh, sexual conduct in terms of sexual fluidity that was not restricted or frowned down upon. And so she laughs and says that what she notes happened is that when the missionaries came to erase all these healers, they came with their own modern medicine and they wanted to win over the natives as they called them. And so they used the force of the law which criminalized these spiritualities, demonized these spiritualities, called them witchcraft and other dark names to make it something that people would frown upon. And that is why even if you look at our laws today, which are based on 1963, when we are negotiating mm. for independence, yeah. we copy-pasted them from mm. the colonial masters. And these are the tools that we are now speaking about as laws that are limited, limiting the sexual rights of many people here in Kenya today. And it's these the are same, the same law laws that we're that were used under as African, in terming African culture. Yeah, yeah and yeah. That's, th that's the same laws that were used to justify the anal testing uh, oh. to prove that people had adult sex in the privacy of their bedrooms. Which is great because you said that um, every human is allowed to, to petition these laws, right? Right. Is it something that we're working on? Okay, by we, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> it has been done. We've already, on April 15th, we went to the High Court and petitioned, asking the High Court to tell us whether it is uh, legitimate for the state to look at what adults are doing in the privacy of their bedrooms, regardless of their sexual orientation. Mm. And? So has anything been decided? We are waiting to get uh, hearing dates from the registry. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, I I really want to move on from sexuality as well, even though it's a, it's a topic we could sit here for, d for days and talk about. But um, could you talk to us about other issues that are um, a lot of, like, can we talk about sex work, for example, mm. and just what the laws are surrounding sex work and how it is that there, I know there's a big movement um, trying to protect sex workers in, in Nairobi particularly, but I'd like to know how it is that... that um, sex workers can be protected or what it is that we can do regarding the law. I guess just tell us a little bit about that. The law, the penal code in Kenya criminalizes, they're called crimes against morality. It criminalizes uh, living under the earnings of prostitution. It doesn't criminalize the act of prostitution itself. Oh. It criminalizes living, living under uh, the earnings of prostitution. It criminalizes uh, soliciting in public places with intent to commit immoral acts. It criminalizes running a brothel. It doesn't criminalize the prostitution itself. So what the city council, the local authority, they do, and the police, is that they arrest people and say that you are soliciting for immoral purposes. Uh -huh. And also just the way the law is, it's that some things are acceptable and others are not, is what it's so Which confusing Which is what I, I also wanted to ask about. It's like, does the law say that sex toys are illegal? Or that the selling of sex toys One is illegal? Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, that's <laughs> one thing that's that I'm, I'm very curious about. It's like... 
the violation of my privacy in my home, if they found a dildo or a vibrator or a hundred thousand of them, would, <laughs> that, would I be in, t- in trouble? <laughs> they will say that you're possessing obscene material. And if there, are many, the, if there are many objects or many sex toys, they will say that you had the intent to distribute. So what does it say about possession of the sex toy? Like, what does it say about a sex toy? Like, let's just say I want to own a dildo. What does it, the law say about sex toys? It's an obscene material. That's what the law says. And if you're found with it, it's a crime. What else is categorized under obscene materials? Pornography. Our client was found with wow. four DVDs of a series called Queer as Folk. Mm-hmm. That's a, a dope show. Yeah. It's like the L Queer word. as Folk. <laughs> it's like watching <laughs> Empire or being found with Empire in your house. And so what the cops did is that they forwarded those Queer as Folk DVDs until the part where they saw guys kissing. And they said, this is obscene material. And because these are four DVDs, you guys had intention to, to distribute. distribute. Oh, my. And what happened then? They are facing charges under that part of the penal code. Like, we have all these stupid laws that people don't know about. Yeah. People don't know that when you're using your phone, like four months ago, if you're using your phone to sex chat someone, you could be arrested and charged with abuse of a telecommunication device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was glad you struck down. And then what changed? What do you mean four months ago? Because uh, <laughs> as of last week, the Constitutional <laughs> Court, <laughs> Justice Mumbingug invalidated that section of the law. But specifically for men also, there's a law which still exists, Section 165 of the Penal Code. It says that any male person who procures another male person, whether in private or public, to commit acts of gross indecency, whether they do it or they don't, is liable for a felony. And they're supposed to go in for five years imprisonment. So procuring, procuring another male person to commit act of gross indecency can be chatting someone on Facebook, oh, chatting wow. someone on your phone, asking them whether they are interested in maybe hooking up for whatever some sexual, pleasure. yeah, you know, some a blowjob, yeah. you know, oh some writing whatever so <laughs> so it's 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 a crime okay because we want to know a lot more about these sexual rights and all of these aliases in which people are running their businesses under um we're just going to take a quick break um get a word from our sponsors we'll be right back with more on your sexual rights and freedoms <laughs> Hey, if you're looking for great entertainment and live music in Nairobi, oh, do not miss out on For the Love with my girl Kaz, Sage, David Hunter, live at The Alchemist on the 19th of May, 2016. Now, buy your tickets early so you can get them at 800 Bob, okay? But if you would like to wait and get them at the door, which, you know, they might be sold out, honey, you can get them for Anguanye. I hope to see you there. It is on the 19th of May, 2016, starting at 7 p.m. Welcome back to The Spread. Spread the word, by the way. Yeah. I think that works. You are with Kaz and Nini, and today's show is all about your sexual rights, your sexual freedoms as an adult in this country, or as just a human being in this country, and we have a fabulous guest with us, Eric. Yeah. How are you? Thank you so much for being here with (laughs) us, and thank you so much for explaining all the nonsense that the law states about what I am allowed to do and not to do in my bedroom, and thank you very much. Based on a white man's ratings from 1963. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we have a lot more stuff to get into, and it's just about what your uh, what your freedoms are. You know, because a lot of the time you feel violated, and you have no idea what to do. You don't even know if perhaps the violation is exists. It's like mm. um, you don't want a child. Mm. You know, you're caught in, you and you're an adult. You've had consensual sex, and yes, by accident you got pregnant, and you don't want the child, so you choose to have an abortion, mm -hmm. and then something like that is illegal in this country. Mm -hmm. But it goes against your choice on what to do with your body. And Planned mm -hmm. Parenthood, which is always an ideal for every single person, would like to get into some of that. I know you have a lot more questions, by the way. I that do, are but yes, thanks for bringing that up. Because um, let me just give another case scenario, <coughs> because I know a lot of people would argue the consensual part. What happens when, um, if a girl gets raped and she gets pregnant after being raped, like, and she may not want to keep the child, what happens then? Like, what are the laws surrounding abortion in Kenya? If she's psychologically unable to bear that child, then uh, if a doctor is able to certify that that person is not going to be at a good place of health to carry the pregnancy to full term, then she can get an abortion. Yeah, I think my doctor actually said that. that. Yeah, my gynecologist said to me under rape that it is that it's um, it's legal under rape to get. An I abortion. thought it was completely illegal. No. But it has to be certified. Yeah. Yes. Okay. How about um, if it's not for a consenting couple, like Nini said, and the girl doesn't want to keep the child? What happens then? It is not permitted unless there are medical reasons such as uh, the life of the mother is in danger, mm. the life of uh, the fetus is in danger, or uh, there's an another law that permits an option, such as if we had a law in Kenya that allows for reproductive health rights, which is, I think, now in Parliament, allowing for uh, other options for women to access healthy abortion op options without going to backstreet clinics. Mm. I did not know this. Thank you. Reproductive health rights. So if are you have you dealt with any actual case where someone has been arrested for having an abortion or a clinic has been shut down because of performing abortions? Have you ever dealt with anything like that or mm. know of anything? No. Well, we'd like to know if, you know, I'd like to know perhaps if this is something that the cops actually go after. I think the focus here is on the wrong thing. The focus here should be on the safety of the hu of a human being, and it seems to be based around this patriarchal, <laughs> yes, patriarchal and redundant idea of a woman being unable to freely choose or a person being unable to freely choose. Mm -hmm. The law is very gendered. There's a very interesting uh, omission of the law, which also allows for women who are in relationships or marriage to be specific to be raped by their husbands without any recourse to the law. Marital rape is not a crime in Kenya. Oh my gosh, that's true. And is it, it grounds for divorce? Uh, no, it's not grounds for divorce. It was debated in parliament in 2006 when the Sexual Offences Act was being uh, debated and uh, Justice Njoki Ndungu had inserted a clause there to criminalize marital rape. Yeah. And the members of parliament who Voted are mostly male it saying that if you marry a woman, she's your property, she's you can do whatever you want to do with her, remove this law, it's a white man's kind of thinking. <sighs> okay, oh so I was God. also um, with um, a, a friend and colleague of yours mm. um, who unfortunately couldn't make it here today. She's not feeling very well. But there was a conversation that we had and she, was she had taken a cab to go wherever she was going and she was having a conversation. I, it was very random how this conversation came up, but the taxi driver was talking about at what point it is okay to rape a woman, you know? Like, so, like okay, uh-huh. So, for example, like, um, you know, uh, I, what had he said? He said if you're in a relationship with her and she denies you sex, you can rape her. 
Like you're in a relationship. So you own you, uh, the yeah, goodies. She's my property. And just little things like that that a lot of people don't know. Okay, so what does a woman do in that situation when y- she's getting raped by her husband if it's not against the law? You ha- you have to be married. If uh you have to be married uh for marriage to rape to not be a crime. If you're in a relationship you cannot rape your girlfriend. This is so funny that you say you cannot rape your girlfriend if you're in a relationship. You make it sound like if you're married, Ma- then you yeah, can rape your girlfriend. I the, am that's speaking what the law from says. the lenses of the, the law. law and that's the oxymoron. You rape your girlfriend, but ridiculous. you can rape your wife. It's a ridiculous provision of the law or omission of the law in that regard. I can't believe this. We need to do something. Yeah, but what? Okay, so now me, me as the individual who's not a lawyer and just does my random tree planting and a random show once a week, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> What you're doing is raising awareness in this. So it's part of the enough that you need to be doing and keep doing it more. Fantastic. But what if one of our listeners right now is a woman who's getting raped by her husband and has no... Wha- I mean, what does she where do? What, what where can she go? Yeah. Like, how, how can we point these people in the right direction? Because we need to be able to provide information. We can't just talk about it so people know. We need to be able to provide a platform for women who are going through abuse or who are going... Um, any sort of abuse if it's sexual from sexual to physical to whatever kind of abuse we need to be able to direct them to a place where they can go can you do you know can you tell we, us we know that the agenda desk in every police station but we know that police officers don't take seriously matters of domestic violence yes yeah, so don't advise that <laughs> so <laughs> where can she go where yeah. do we take her to is there a link that we can put up on our page Kovo Kovo has very good expertise can you tell people what Kovo is Coalition of Violence <laughs> Against Women. Coalition There's of also CREW, which is Center okay. for Rights, Education, and Awareness. Yes. There's also FIDA Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about your organization? We do not provide, uh, because the reason I'm speaking specifically about those organizations is that they're very targeted mm-hmm. towards women's rights, especially violence against women. Mm-hmm. Kovo is very specific mm-hmm. on violence against women. So I think the expertise is higher than okay. ours. But they okay. can always come through us. We are very happy to refer people okay, to our it. partners who are able to help. Okay, so guys, um, if you want any of this information on the blog post, I'm also going to put it up on the... Um, Cunning on linguist. Yes, and on the <laughs> our Instagram page. Um, all these links are going to be available on, on our Facebook page, which is The Spread Podcast on Facebook. On Instagram, The Spread Podcast. And on Twitter, The Spread Podcast. So all of these uh, links are going to be available. All this information um, for you who needs it is up there. I want to get into sex education. I want to get into it because... Um, okay, you remember the Project X mambo drama? Da-da-da-da, and then parents suddenly became aware that their kids have vaginas and penises, right? And they can do things with those tools. <laughs> and then suddenly parents are now like, oh, we need to talk to our kids. Oh, we need to hold a session. Oh, we need to sit with the teachers. and Oh, we need to. Oh, we need to which is very typical of a reactive society that we live in. We wait for the problem, and then we react instead of mm. controlling the problem before it happens. And we've also been listening to the rate of HIV infection, especially amongst teens between 15 and 18 years. And I can't remember what the statistics say exactly, but it's, it's the highest in the country. This is the highest age group that's getting infected with HIV currently. But then that for me then goes down to what it is that we are not doing right, which is we are not empowering, we are not informing, we are not educating. 
where it needs to be educated. And it's crazy because sex is a part of our everyday lives. It's like you wouldn't be here, my daughter wouldn't be here if it wasn't for sex. And then a problem occurs and I haven't uh, created an avenue to discuss sex with my child. And then, then is when I want to find a solution. But it means that we're doing something from something wrong from the below, from the level at which we're supposed to be empowering ourselves, we're not empowering ourselves. What is your take on sex education in this country? My regard of it is that it hasn't been relevant for the longest time to the sexual conduct that uh, youth are engaging in. Mm. It is very much policed and controlled, and it's unrealistic to our, our lived experience, especially in this age of HIV prevalence. Say that again. Say that again. Our lived experience, especially in regards to public health approaches to HIV programming. We note that uh, there are people who are not taught comprehensive education mm. because of certain legal hurdles, uh, like we discussed earlier. We note that there are people who have no access to condoms and lubricants. The law simply, the law and parents and our education system assumes that anyone who is under 18 has no imagination or ability to engage in sexual conduct. That is, <laughs> with a lot of respect, something I would want to leave to the law at this point. Why would you leave that? You know why be I would ask you that? <laughs> I have a 14-year-old child. Because I think it's the duty of... It, it, it's, it's a conversation that we need to have um, with our education system. Mm. It's a conversation that we need to have with uh, our with parents. Parents need to have with their children. It's a conversation that needs to start at home. Thank you. Uh, and uh, it's a conversation that needs to be supported with scientific evidence in what our kids are learning in school. Mm. So let it start at home. Let it support it in, in school. Let it be comprehensive, realistic. But when it comes to the law's imagination of children not being able to consent to sex until they get the age of 18, that is a presumption of the law. I do feel like, you know, sex is a conversation that needs to be taught very early yes. in the house because even regarding things like masturbation that people think is so criminal yeah. in in the household and you know if you're a parent and you know your child masturbates or starts to touch themselves mm. starts to explore their um their vagina or their penis by the time they're about nine years old like really starting to like understand oh if i do this if i squeeze like this then it'll feel good mm -hmm. So let's just be, I like what you said about practical application and realistic application. It's like, this is what is happening. Let's not close our eyes and pretend our kids don't have genitals. Mm. Um, if you have groups of young girls who are growing up together, they will be experimental because it's the same thing that I did when I was growing up. And it's not because I grew up in a family that was not Christian or that was evil or whatever. It's just a part of what growing up is. And I do wish that our sex education in this country could match up to the reality of how kids are growing up. I think it would mm. be a lot safer. 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 Yes. I think I think um, a lot and of... And pleasurable. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think a lot of people think that the if they talk about sex in schools, then they increase the amount of sex that teenagers will have. I'm like, it's. I don't think it'll increase the number. This is just a personal opinion. I don't think it'll make more people want to have sex, but it'll definitely create a safe environment for people to have yeah. these intimate moments regardless of how old they are yes um it's completely according to the law you shouldn't be having sex until you're 18 right mm -hmm. but that's not the reality the law and realities are not m matching up is there anything that you want to add on about this because we're, we're about to wrap up no, I, I i just 
as I said earlier, will stick to the fact that according to the law, if you're under 18, sex is not a possibility. Voting is not a possibility. Alcohol is not a possibility. Cigarettes and uh, all those things. Do you have an experience that you want to share with us regarding any of these things that we've discussed today? I remember when I was um, going to Form 1, my dad sat me and my sister, so him and my mom, and he said we should not have sex until we are adults. Mm -hmm. But he told me that if I needed to have sex, I must know that there's a possibility of sex killing me, so I should use <laughs> a condom. Well, but bring out the fear. Why don't you? <laughs> exactly. And then I also remember in high school, we used to be shown these STI movies of oh, people with STIs. Oh, I remember. And, and then, and I then was told I about those. I, I never went through I that. I kept thank thinking God. to myself that the sex education people are getting is usually based on fear. Yes, it is. It's like to scare the hell out of you that if you have sex, this is what is going to happen to you. But it doesn't teach children or teach growing adults how sex can be pleasurable, how sex can have intimacy, communion, respect. It doesn't teach girls that even if you say yes to sex when you consent, that you can actually withdraw your consent midway. And if someone does not take your no for an answer midway, that that then drip. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't empower people to have pleasurable, healthy sexual lives. It teaches people to be reckless, precarious, and to think that... And to hide. I mean, and that's to the hide thing. in and shame. There's too much shame in shame. sex in this country. And the guilt that goes around sex. <laughs> but how did that feel? Was that like the first conversation you had ever had with your father about sex? Or had it been one of those continuous things? That was the first conversation I had with him wow. uh, about sex. <laughs> that was because I had been circumcised after, <laughs> after primary mm -hmm. school. So now I'm a big grown-up man in the village and he has to teach me these ways of being a man. Okay, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out because I want to know what you feel about your sexual rights and sexual freedoms, what your experience has been growing up and understanding, because I think you come into different levels of understanding as you grow up. It's like sex is bad, sex is dangerous, and then you start having sex and it's so good. <laughs> like it's all you can think about, <laughs> you know, it's like that. And you know, d for not being able, like I tell my daughter that sex is a beautiful, a beautiful, delicious experience. Mm -hmm. But then I try to curb the limits or the the consequences of what would happen if you start having sex when you're too young. If you're not um, able to take care of yourself, if you're not able to protect yourself, if you're not able to make the right choices. And that's the only reason that we say under 18, under 18s mm -hmm. are not adults or old enough to make that decision or cannot give consent mm. it's, it's only because of the responsibility factor and the idea that as an adult you can handle the consequences it is not that you can the assumption is that you can but then i would rather a society that teaches health and teaches safety first mm -hmm. instead of reacting to the problems instead of trying to heal and deliver medication to these kids who are getting hiv infected why aren't we doing something to prevent it from happening mm -hmm. Mm. Eric, it's been so great having you in studio today. Thank you very much yes. for having me. Yes. <laughs> it's been <laughs> so great. So, I mean, we could literally spend the whole day talking to you because there's so many things that we've learned. I'm very grateful for that. Um, so we are going to be asking your questions that you've been sending in to us. But just before I say goodbye to you, Eric, there's only one question I want to ask you um, because it's a prelude to our, our next episode um, and just what the laws revolving around polygamy are. 
Uh, the law says that a man can marry as many women as he wants without having to consult the first wife or the second one. I was in Nigeria <laughs> when that law came out. I was <laughs> acting and I remember there was like a moment when the camera stopped rolling. There was Shere. Hey, Shere? No, the Nigerian men, yours, are all moving to Kenya. <laughs> I mean, we go now. But then the women are not allowed to take upon themselves as many Polyandry. husbands as, as they want. We are going to talk about it more oh next God, week. Okay, I love to get into stuff <laughs> like this. Yeah, I mean, it's good to know that. Um, guys, if you guys want to talk about polygamy, non-monogamy... Yo, I have to explain what monogamy <laughs> is, but next week. Next week. I know <laughs> yes. you're really excited about yes, this. Yes, it's you're my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite topic. I could talk about it all day. Okay, before we finish up, we're going to get into your questions. Thank you so much for emailing us, by the way. Okay, our first question for today comes from uh, Fiona. What does Fiona say? <laughs> <laughs> Very many wonderful things. She says, hi, I hope you're well. I tuned into your live podcast last Friday for episode one and two, and it was spectacular. Um, I loved watching the vagina monologues. She remembers uh, when we were doing the vagina oh monologue. Oh my, that was years ago. <laughs> but know, fabulous, right? mama. Eh? You've been following for a while. It's great. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. My question on these adverse side effects of emergency pills that I've been reading on and hearing about trying to brush it off whilst it's sending chills down my spine. So poetic. My partner and I use protection. However, last night things got a bit out of hand and in the heat of the moment, the condom burst. We were in such shock. After almost seven hours of reading on the various emergency contraception methods, I've decided to go ahead and buy one. Scared out of my mind because today is my ovulation day. I think I just need to know that there's someone out there who I can tell and know that they'll offer some much needed insight. This is from Fiona. Oh, so she took the morning after pill. Um, she just was trying to figure out what to do. So sh that's the last that I've heard of her. I think I think Fiona, you probably did the right thing. Now the question that we, the only question we can ask right now, or we hope, is that you haven't taken the morning after pill any other time this year, yeah. or if you have, then this is perhaps your second time this year, <laughs> and if it is, then it is your last time. And the thing about the morning after pill is that it's an overdose of um, hormones that are, that are supposed to block the possibility of the sperm fertilizing the egg. But because it's an overdose of the hormones, then you do not want to OD yourself as just yourself. So the qu only thing that we would ask you to do is to just, if, you, if this is the first time you've taken it this year or the second time this you've taken it this year, then now you have to stop. You can't yes. take it again. You can't take it more than twice a year. Yes. And also great that she's using it as an emergency contraceptive because the condom burst. Another thing that I would say, talk to your gynecologist because they are in a better position to give you the exact advice that you need and just that um, the contraceptive to use that will respond to your body. Because if you're just on the condom and the condom bursts, then it's possible that things will get heated again and that the condom will burst again. And at that point, you don't want to have to take the emergency pill. Yeah. Um, so just have a conversation with your gynecologist. If you do go on the blog, um, the Cunning Linguist blog, dot wordpress.com then you will find that there's a lot of um, information that I put down and you can always talk to your doctor and ask them what's the most suitable method of contraceptive for you right fantastic thank you so much for listening Fiona and let us know about sexual freedom sexual rights your thoughts you know what we talked about today would like to know your thoughts on that as well thank you so much for being one of our girls yes we have another question somebody wrote in 
on Facebook, Alex. Yeah. I just discovered a lot of Kenyans are embracing sexuality as a whole. Lots of people are getting into BDSM, shenanigans, making the rest of us vanilla folk <laughs> seem boring. <laughs> what ways can a vanilla spice things up? Oh my, isn't that like an entire show? Like how... Fetishes. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I think to solve your problem before we do that show, you know, the fa a fantasy is such a an individualistic kind of dream that you're turning into a reality it, it's almost like you go into your brain you figure out what it is that you want to play around with and then you go with it and then you can set whatever limits you want to set at it but the point is that what what is it that you enjoy in the bedroom first of all what is it that you are enjoying now and why do you think that you're playing very safe and very um, non-exciting and non-adventurous what is it that are you, you're feeling in the bedroom currently with your partner um, but as far as how to get into more exciting play, uh, I can't cover it in like two minutes <laughs> in, a, in a second. It's like, mm, too much. what is the first thing I can tell you? I think because she's brought up BDSM and this whole um, m like sexual movement that's happening. Yeah. Maybe it's something that you're looking into. And if you're trying to get into BDSM and you think that you're a little vanilla, then maybe if you want to add some strawberry before you get to the chocolate... <laughs> You could just, you know, try some light spanking. Maybe ask your partner to spank you if that's what you like. If it's something that you're into, if maybe a little bit of pain with pleasure is something that you're into. There's also ways in which you can talk dirty to each other during sex. Uh -huh. So that's really exciting. Like, what is it that you like? Do you want her to explain, like, um, what it is that you're going through while you're while you're going through this section, like, you know, do you like it when I do that? Tell me what you want. I mean, it's really, it's very exciting to be very clear and communicative when you're in bed with your partner so that you can let them know exactly what you want. Like, I like it there. No, not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just, um, we always say communication is the key to increasing your sexual pleasure oh, with your partner. definitely, definitely. So talk it through um, and then explain to your partner what it is you want or what it is that you want to do to them. And um, just so, sort of take it from there. If BDSM, if there's def different um, variables when it comes to BDSM. Mm. So if that's something that is that you're trying to get into, then start really slow and then kind of just work your way up to the things you like because you'll find that maybe with BDSM you don't like the pain, so you don't want the spanking, but maybe you want to be tied up. So, you know, ask your partner to tie you to the bed or you can tie your partner up to the bed or blindfolding, just like really. Uh -huh. really I'm getting old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simple things like <laughs> those. <laughs> yeah, and then tell us um, how that worked out for you and uh, we'd love to share your thoughts. So thank you guys for listening. Um, we just really quickly want to give out a big shout out to Sage because it's her music that's playing on our podcast. Thank you so much, Sage. We love <laughs> your music. Like every time I listen to it, first of all, it replays in your mind for an entire the day. The whole day. I listen to the... <laughs> like the whole time, all day. <laughs> but it's also a very sensual song and we don't yeah. have enough of those coming out of our Kenyan artists. So Sage, you have just rocked my world. So guys, if you're trying to get Sage's album, Expose Yourself, it's available on wabe.com forward slash Sage. Just go on there and you can get this song and you can get the rest of the album, which by the way is my favorite album ever and thank you so <laughs> much for listening you can keep sending your emails to the spread kenya at gmail.com we'll definitely be getting to all your questions every single week and we also want some input on you what do you want us to talk about you're the one who's experiencing this exciting or non-exciting sex life 
and sexual exploration. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, that's it from us today. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.